0: Hey everyone, it's Kristen and Sam. Welcome to Attached to the Core, the podcast where we talk about life and how everything can be connected to our earliest attachments. We're so glad you're here. Let's get started to see what today's conversation can mean for all of us. So how's it going?
1: Uh, It's going good. I mean, I think a lot of this too is just what uh, I know what we're going to get into today is pretty, I don't know, sensitive, right? Yeah. And I should Start off by saying that I'm a guy, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, and um, just that I feel like I'm going to take today as an opportunity to learn from you um, from a woman's perspective about what this is, because I, I think it's it's one of those things where I don't think I'll ever understand what it means.
0: Yeah, um, and I think for me, too, I have some controversial opinions about this, too, even in regards to being a woman and maybe like how I identify with that. Um, So we're going to be covering a hot topic today of the Roe versus Wade because recently the article was leaked um, that they're trying to overturn it again. So that's basically why we're talking about it.
1: And then the other part of that is we live in Texas, so that we've been living with the most restrictive um, abortion right laws, uh, I don't know what, for the last six months, I think. I think it was like back in September, October is when Governor Abbott decided that he was going to, you know, make it a six-week rule. And um, that's just kind of weird because that, that gives you like a week or two, right, typically for women, like before you even realize you've missed a period.
0: Yeah, usually not even that long, to be honest with you. Um, so I'll be honest in saying, like, I'm very ignorant when it comes to the government just because it doesn't interest me, which sounds um, insane considering all the work I do. But uh, I do, I think, surface level that I blanket statements say it's not up to the government to decide what anyone does with their body. Honestly, a man, woman, anybody.
1: Yeah. Even transgendered, Cause that was, uh, that was an issue, right? Even here in Texas, again, we just love imposing, um, laws on people, except for when it comes to gun laws, <laughs> those you need to keep your, uh, keep your policies out of my, out of my home. But when it comes to wanting to treat your child and, and that's another topic I think I will eventually want to get into. um, But today keeping it strictly on the, uh, the abortion laws and the leaked information that we got. Uh, And I guess they're trying to push this through before the new, the new judges confirmed. Right.
0: Yes. Uh, And so I just did like some light research. um, And I was just telling Sam that the, line that I found from Planned Parenthood was that originally in 1973 that in its ruling the court recognized for the first time that the constitutional right to privacy uh, quote is broad enough to encompass a woman's decision whether or not to terminate her pregnancy so basically up until that point it was not said that it was a woman's right whether she wanted to have a baby or not you know according to the law
1: right and that's so weird because like when me and you think about what we do and in practice, you have, you know, HIPAA laws that you have to adhere to. And I've always been confused by this is that, how can people, you know, with Texas, if you know of a woman who's going to seek an abortion, even out of state, you can get that person fined. And I'm like, but isn't this a medical procedure? Like, wouldn't you, how would you be able to get that information? And then if you did get that information and leak it, would it not, in that situation, violate a HIPAA law?
0: Yeah. That's actually funny you said that because um to that I've had something happen recently with being a therapist where like a, someone reached out to me cuz they're assuming that I'm seeing a client they know. And so they sent me this oh, long wow. yeah, so wow. they sent me this long email giving me all this information, wanting to like help um, and reach out and you know and in that situation too I went straight to my supervisor I was like oh this has never happened to me right. like what do I do and she went to privacy she's like you can't even confirm or deny if that person right. is like you're seeing them and that's all you can tell them you know and so that's what I said uh so it was just interesting too like you're right I can't even like reply to an email and like confirm or deny but yet someone's going to tell me like no, no 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 you got to keep that baby like sorry sex sexist right yeah
1: and that's that's what I'd n- i've never gotten about i know there's there's like actual clinics that have this happen um and and then i guess that goes back to like an ethical versus um moral situation right because not all doctors morally would i guess say yeah i'm okay with performing one but then ethically if my life was in danger and you're a doctor and the only way to save my life is to perform this abortion, then ethically, you know, through your profession, you have an obligation to uphold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all very... Yeah.
1: And that's... I think that's what bothers me too is just that, one, as a man, like, I don't know what... how to even get to that decision. That, obviously, what I just described would probably be, uh, you know, yeah, I I might have to go ahead and go through with this. But, you know, I, I thought about... So we don't get into too much politics. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is, you know, as a woman mentally, what do you think? And I, and I don't know your history or anything. If you've ever contemplated any situation like this, which you don't have to share if you have or not. But mentally, what do you think it would take a woman to get to that point that says, I, I have to go through with this or I this is a real consideration for me?
0: Yeah, so that's like the main point, I think, for me when I talk about abortion is there's so many angles to come at it from. Um, I did have, so I had two miscarriages before I had my daughter. um, And honestly, one of the miscarriages, the situation I was in in the relationship in the time like that was not something I wanted to be in and that right. was not something I wanted to put a child in and to like move forward in that direction. So honestly, that was probably the closest I got to contemplating in. Right. Um, it obviously worked itself out naturally. Uh, but that's also the controversial thing is like, especially I think when people are already mothers, they have a hard time grasping like why someone would want to not have a baby. Uh, but there's just so many things like, that's a broad question. Cause there's so many things of why it wouldn't be best case scenario for you. Right. And also I was actually talking to David, my husband last night about this. I was like, there's also situations where like, okay. So part of the thing I found on the like Roe versus weight is that it says it's up to, uh, 23 weeks. So that's like pretty far that into is pretty far. your Pregnancy. Um, it's up to 23 weeks that, for any reason, you can have an abortion, which makes you uncomfortable. Like, it made me a little uncomfortable. But I also was telling him that, like, if someone at 22 weeks, there's nothing wrong with the baby, um, but they're literally like, I don't want to do this. Right. Like, for me, I think it's their right to not have to do it. And for me, I'm always thinking about the child. Right. So like, why would you want to put a child into this situation where someone literally doesn't want them?
1: Yeah. that's And that goes
0: into like everything we're here for and everything we're talking about. Like why put that child in that situation? And everyone always comes back with like, well, foster care and this and that and has all these like reasons it's like those are all great but then we could talk an hour on each one of those and why that's not set up ideally and i think we will (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so like that that's it's a loaded question because i think there's so many reasons but for me and no offense to anybody but for me it always comes back to the kid like what situation is this kid in if they're born when Prior, this person's already admitting, like, I'm not ready for this. Right. I'm not mentally ready. I'm not maybe financially ready. I'm not emotionally ready. The father's abuses me every day. Probably going to abuse a kid. Like right. all these things. Like, right. what about the kid?
1: <laughs> like, Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest issues that we had, like, during the pandemic was that we didn't, like, a lot of kids get referred to CPS through, like, going to school and teachers noticing things and people picking up on this you know, but when you're just living at home, you don't really get to see it. And I think that's kind of the same thing is like, you're, you're kind of, you're dealing with the issue out front, but you have no idea what this person's gonna deal with. Like once they're born, once they go back home, um, you're not gonna fall, you know, you're, you're trying to prevent them from, I, I get it, you know, quote unquote, losing their life, you know, before they're even, you know, brought into the world. Um, but then after that, once that's done, then you don't care about what happens to that child after that, you know what I mean? And then in our profession, we probably wouldn't have a profession if it was people were able to stabilize their home environment and raise their kids successfully and do all these things if they wanted to. Like, yeah. not everybody's ready to be parents, and I think that's a great point. Um, but let's talk about it from, uh, like, a socioeconomic perspective because I see a lot of uh, people say, you know – women who have access to health care and, you know, maybe their husband makes, you know, a great salary or they make them and their husband combined make a great salary for their family. Um, there's no issues there, right? Because you're going to have access to health care. You're going to have access to the resources that you need to raise a productive child. But what about the person who doesn't have those things? What are they going to go through?
0: Yeah. Um, again, circling back to literally what I just said, it's just... They're probably themselves haven't even started the work of maybe cycles of abuse or not being in survival mode the whole time. A lot of people in lower socioeconomic classes are in survival mode, you know, a lot of the time, like wondering where their next meal is going to come from or living paycheck to paycheck. And like all those things are survival mode. Um, and our body endures like a lot of stress, um, and trauma in those times. And so like, if we're functioning at that level and we even have a full term pregnancy through that level, that stress is just being transferred onto the child as well. Um, and then creating that level for them when they're born into the world. So like, so yes, right. When you're arguing like, well, they're alive as soon as, um, Let's see, implantation, right? Okay, but you're also transferring everything you're going through at that moment. Like, even down to like if you're eating McDonald's three times a day because that's all you can afford, right? Right. That nutritional value is not ideal, not your fault, but not ideal. Right. And now you're transferring that unhealthy data too. Like, right. So there's just so many parts that like people don't, I don't think, think about when it's like, just have the baby and we'll see what happens after. And it's like, no, man, like there's a lot. Yeah, that
1: is, that is intense. Cause you know, I don't think we, I think we do think about that. Like, you know, what our, you know, partner, I guess as a man, what our partner will put into their body is what your child is going to be consuming also. Um, But why is this not, I know why. I mean, I know why it's not a guy issue, but tell me why guys should not have an input on this situation. And I, to play devil's advocate, I just wanna, I'll share something with you once you give me your, you know, your information on why it's not a guy's thing. I I had a conversation with somebody once. um, And and I'll tell you what they told me about why they feel they should be involved. And then maybe we can come to some sort of like common ground over how, you know, dad could have a say in this too.
0: I think the main reason is because the woman carries it unfortunately in the scientific evolution of humans the man donates the sperm and the woman does all the rest of the work right that's Mm -hmm. just how it's set up yes obviously there would not be a baby if it was not for sperm but once that deed is done if you're going percentage wise, right, ninety percent of the work is done by the woman, and I think ultimately that's what women feel, and that's what it's like. You're not having to do it. Like right. if you could and you wanted to, sure, you have it. You <laughs> go have fun. Let me know how it goes. Maybe not, like because I didn't want it anyways. But like I think that's ultimately just like baseline what it is is because you they don't do any of the work. They because do, other than yeah. that, I do like and I'll let you speak but like I do get the other side of it too of like well like you wouldn't have baby if it wasn't for me so yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean
1: and then not only that I think a lot of times when people are in this you know we're gonna have to make a choice type of situation they probably didn't plan on donating (laughs) you know what I mean like that probably wasn't the plan whenever they got together it's probably really just like uh you know hey we're in the moment I know we don't have any protection or maybe I don't even know about protection. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Right, in itself. yes. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll, we'll pick up on some of that at the end. So, and the only reason why I asked that question is I, I had a student, we, um, you know, we were talking one day uh, with another, it was a group of people, and we we're like, hey, you know," he said, I would have had a child had this law been in place. Not, not necessarily the ban on the abortion, but like the Governor Abbott six week law. You know, he said, they told me that I was gonna you know, be a father and then I, I had minimal contact with them. After that, you know, a couple of weeks, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm working extra, extra shifts, I'm trying to save some money, I, I know what it's gonna take. And then, you know, after that, it ends up becoming, um, you know, mom calls him and informs him that, you know, she decided to go ahead and terminate the pregnancy. And he's devastated. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's horrible. Like I couldn't imagine what that would feel like because as as a guy, when you find out you're gonna be a dad, you're just you start to prepare yourself, like mentally. Maybe not at first, but as time goes by, you start to prepare yourself and then if somebody comes and says
0: Depending on the man you are Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: I guess yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But, you know, with this person's story, he seemed genuine in, in what he was saying and I, I really felt it and I was like, Man, that is that is true, how can we get, you know, should there be both partners, if we know who both partners are, should both partners have a right to say, yes, I wanna, I wanna end this pregnancy and like both partners should have to sign off on it in that, in, in that type of situation?
0: I still don't think so, but I do think it was unfair for her to not discuss it with him first. Right. I think it's like a communication thing um, because maybe obviously, yes, if he was like, that's like, you know, like you ghosting someone and then just showing back up and being like, <laughs> right. Hey, what's up? Like, you know, so like, and that is, that's unfortunate. And that's, uh, I think that happens a lot with young people, you know what I mean? Cause they're Definitely. scared and yeah. they don't know what to do. And um, or so. they're
1: being pressured by their parents. You know, if your mom and you're a teenager um, and you got, some very young parents who are still trying to figure it out themselves because, you know, ultimately, you know, babies have babies. We, we know that. Right. (laughs) And so, um, if you're a young parent, you could be being pressured, you know, to say, Hey, you need to, we don't have the money to support you in a pregnancy and you're still trying to finish school. And there's just no way we can't make this work. And you need to go ahead and you know, we have the, I don't even know how much an abortion costs. Uh, I know that sounds really bad, but what, like Honestly, $400? I think, yeah, I was
0: about to say, I think the last time I Googled it, it was like $500 or so. Okay,
1: yeah. so there you go. I We can we can pull the money together to pay $500 one time instead of us having to support a child for the rest of its life. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, but I I just felt like in that moment, you know, if if let's say my, in, in my head, you know, one of the things that we kind of came to, a, I guess, an agreement on, in the class because we we did have some students, female students who said, no, you know, it's not your choice and they're valid in their opinion. Um, But he was like, I should be able to say that I'm gonna be fully financially responsible for that child whenever it comes out. And then you can kind of sign your rights away and basically you're just gonna carry it to term. Um, That's what we came up with. It wasn't perfect, but for that situation, it seemed to work.
0: Yeah again communication i don't know if you watched this is us that just reminded me of this is no okay. I, well, I had
1: this whole conversation at work about this okay. is us and i need to watch it <sighs> just so go in go you'll into cry it every episode
0: <laughs> but anyways so there's a there's a young man in the show who i think was in a similar similar situation if i remember the episode correctly but he ends up raising his daughter on his own he's in high school um and he's his parents help him. He's fully financially responsible, all these things. Um And the mom sees her part-time or whatever. He's full-time dad, right? right? At, she ends up being part-time um parent, weekend parent. Um, But anyways, uh and that was something that I guess, you know, it's a hypothetical show, but I'm sure there was communication and like, Hey, look, if you can just make it nine months, like I can do right. this. I, I'll relieve you from this. Like whatever, like I promise, like, and if you still want to be a part of their life, like you're more than welcome. You know what I mean? So all that safety to feel safe, you have to feel safe to have a baby, right? Because if you right. don't feel safe yourself, like how are you going to provide that safety for a child? Right. Um, so I, I do think for young people, it's about like having the support. They want to know they can be supported and have right. it, you know, and if you never have those conversations, then how do you know? Like, how do you know you're not just like going to be, doing it on your own with no help at all. And, you know,
1: yeah, that's, that's pretty scary. And I will say like, I was, I guess in that situation, I mean, I was a teen parent, I found out when I was 15. And literally, just because of the way that I grew up and the culture, you know, my first response was, we got to have an abortion. And I learned that that wasn't my, (laughs) my place to throw that out there well it's interesting
0: you ever even said that though i was expecting you to say like your parents were like well now you got to get married now you got to do the whole thing that
1: was that was their reaction yes that was their reaction you know go get a job be a man you know that was a conversation but in my head i was just like to save me from what's about to happen my mind immediately went to man i i think there needs to you know there needs to be an abortion which is I mean, now, obviously, I could never even fathom it, but just from the way that I was raised and what I was told, and, you know, that was one of those big things where we were just like, in order to be successful in our community, you were supposed to, you know, graduate from high school, not knock anyone up, and not go to jail. That made you a success. Like, right off the, and then you go find a job that you can work at for 40 years and retire hopefully one day. You know, that that's what made you successful um you know 20 years ago I guess and and now I'm just like I'm like yeah, I wouldn't have had it any other way like I felt and and then this would be the argument from the other side, right? right? Is that my son's mother, you know, carried him to term, had him. He's an amazing kid. Um and I felt like I was given that and I got grounded from it. And I mean, again, just to play devil's advocate, like not, and I know not everyone's gonna come out of it feeling that, feeling it that way, but I think that's what it gave me when I needed it the most. And I'm a firm believer in, you know, whether you believe in religion or just the universe giving what you need when you need it, um, that's what it was for me. And I'm glad that I've got, for the last 18 years, got to be his dad. So it is really hard for me to, to comprehend it now, um, but I know in the moment, you know, 15 year old me's mind was like, "That has to be an option on the table.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's like the exception to the rule. So like, those are great stories, right? Like your story is great and people will hold on to that yeah. and be like, well, I could be <laughs> like that. Right. But I think there's a reality too of like, that's just not always the case. It's not, you know? no. That's not always the case. And, like, majority of the time, it's not the case. Uh, and that's, like, the fear, or for me, or the why I'm just, like, uh, why take a chance? Like, why right. take a chance? Um, my, par- my my mom had me when she was 17. Um, she was 8. She had just turned 18. Our birthdays are very close. Um, but she had just turned 18, and so she was pregnant her senior year. Uh, and my dad is a little older, but he was... They're four years apart, so he was, like, 21, 22. Um, so my mom was young, too. Like, my mom was uh, – my mom only ever been in a relationship with my dad. They got married three months after they had me. Um, so I grew up thinking – it was funny you said don't get into it. I was, like, felt left behind that I didn't get pregnant in, like, oh, high really? school. Yeah, <laughs> and that, like, I wasn't, like, married right out and, like, that I wasn't – like, literally, I felt behind for a very long right. time. Um, so much so in another episode, I'm sure we'll cover our trauma with relationships related to our childhoods, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah. So like it was opposite for me, mm. you know, I felt like I should have had a baby by now. Like what's wrong with me? Like what's going, like literally I felt like something was wrong with me for a very long time. So that too is part of it where I went so long wanting a child that I got to the point where I was like, well, I just don't, it's fine. I don't even want kids anymore, right. you know? Um, and then. Being in a situation, having two miscarriages and one of them feeling like I might not want this kid, it's like weird because you're just like, well, this is what you wanted your whole life and it doesn't matter. But then you come to a point you're like, yeah, but I'm like mentally in a better place now. And I know that this wouldn't be a good situation for me or this wouldn't be a good situation for my child where like I think about the people I dated in high school i don't know if they'll ever listen but i'll just be really honest like a lot of them are real pieces of shit you know and so like if i think about like what if i know any of y'all i'm sorry (laughs) you won't be i promise um if i would have had a baby with any of them right i'm just like holy shit like my life would be like no bueno
1: bueno. and so i feel like you think that way only because you it didn't happen and the only reason I said I don't know. That I is, check on them on Facebook every okay. once in a while. I don't think it would have been great. So <laughs> all, all I'm saying is I think you would have done what you needed to do. Yeah. And, and like I said, for me, and, and going back to my point, and like I said, I know I'm just like kind of pandering to the other side of the aisle here, but No,
0: that's what we're here for. Exactly.
1: But I'm like, in the, in that moment, like that's why the universe didn't give you what you thought you needed and really gave you the time and yeah. space you needed to become the person that's sitting here today, which is amazing. So I mean, I just think Again, it just it worked itself out the way it was supposed to, um, and for me, that's why I was saying for me it was being grounded, like it grounded me and kind of it probably reeled me in when I had the opportunity to probably just you know be that piece of shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, and I had I remember opportunities where I'm just like, oh man, screw this, and you know what, he's probably better off without me, and I'm just I'm just gonna leave it alone. And then I don't know what it was that, that just kept pulling me back, and I'm sure we'll get into that too later about what made me want to be such a great dad or I hope I I think my son thinks I'm a great dad. (laughs) So, um, yeah, uh, I I just, I think it's interesting, but so I know I've asked you a lot of loaded questions. And the next question I'm going to ask you is how do we solve this? How do we help women figure this out? Because if this becomes law and especially in our state, you know, maybe the more, you know, Liberal states will still have access to it, and they 'll still be able to, but for people who l- are going to live in those really restrictive states, what do we do? How do we help women who or young people who may eventually come to a crossroads where i don 't know what to do
0: uh, I think the thing right now that's most popular that I is like there's a you can order a pill from like other states and it's like okay. legal for it to be shipped to you in some way. Um, I wish I would have got like inform- more information. That's really the only thing that I've seen on like besides traveling so to another state. Do you mean
1: plan B or do you mean like
0: No, there's like an abortion bill. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, because okay, so
1: I usually think when I think when I hear and this is so great that I'm glad that I get to hear this, which is You know, you guys are probably like, why the hell didn't you research this before talking? But like, yeah, it is more fun. (laughs) And and when I hear abortion pill, I just assume people are trying to slander the plan B pill.
0: Oh, yeah. No. So no. okay, so plan B, um, which I have no shame. I've used plenty of times when I was younger. Yeah. Plan B uh, will basically stops it like basically starts your period early. Whatever the technical terms for that are. Okay. So it'll go ahead and start everything early. So that way, if there is sperm or whatever, it hopefully, like, cuts off the window. Um, and it's relevant up to, like, four days. And then percentages go down day by day. Okay. Um, but, no, yeah. That's, so that's plan B. And that's now counter. You can walk into Walgreens and go place, right. pick that up. So that's
1: that's not in any danger, then, is what you're saying?
0: No. You can keep that under your bed. Um, but so the abortion pill is literally like, so one of my miscarriages, by the way, you could talk about that forever too. One of my miscarriages, (laughs) they literally, you just go to the doctor and they're like, actually I went to the hospital for the first one and they're just like, oh yeah, you're having a miscarriage, and I'm just like, okay, cool. So like, what I do? And they're just like, <laughs> literally, it's very just like, and they're. You just, made
1: that sound so casual. No, because that's know- the way they act. They're yeah. just like,
0: you're there, and you're just like, okay, and then my, my assume- partner and I had
1: a similar situation, and she was devastated, and that's why I'm saying, like, I don't understand, like I, like in my head, I thought about it exactly the way I'm like, okay, so we could we couldn't do anything about it, and you know that was it. Like kind of like the way that you said that they treated it.
0: (laughs) And that's why I'm like, I guess that's why I said earlier is like, I do have controversial and I do want to talk about this though as well in a minute, but of like the language we use, I think we make it again. Oh my gosh, Some people are going to hate me. I think we make it more devastating than it needs to be because of how much weight we put on it and the language we use to describe it. Um, But hold on. Almost
1: like people are advertising. Like to the, like, like they're using those baby, like, yeah. no, you
0: didn't use a baby. Okay. You <laughs> lost like a fetus, like, or you lost an embryo or you right. lost a, that's what you lost. Like right. I didn't like, there wasn't a baby. Like, anyways, let's, yeah, let's finish <laughs> okay. this thought. I'm sorry. Um, I'm no, sorry. it's okay. But, uh, yeah, so basically, and then they ask you or at, uh, that they can give you a pill right. that basically pushes everything out. And it, that's basically similar to what that pill is. So when you're going through a miscarriage, if they feel you're not going to be able to, like, pass everything naturally right. or, like, whatever, they'll give you this pill and you can take it. And it basically just makes everything speed up and okay. come out. So that's I think that's the same process. But you also can't be past a certain amount of time and all this stuff because okay. then you can get whatever so the further along you get when you have miscarriages sometimes they have to like physically go in there and like stuff out um and so that's kind of where i think the line goes of like okay under row 23 weeks is pretty far along like there's gonna be right things there but
1: even even in um i want to say in the language for the texas law you wouldn't even we like i think even in that situation like Oh, the miscarriage is so far along. They actually have to go in there and like clean things out. I think if you're past that six weeks, smart, you may have to just carry that baby until it decides to come out. Oh yeah. I've heard of that too. You know what I mean? Stillborn. Yeah. Even if it's a stillborn, like you would have to carry that child. um, Which is
0: traumatizing.
1: It's super traumatizing. Like you, you've already found out. And now they're going to let your body continue to change and um, go through all of the, you know, you probably still would have the same amount of, I don't know, physical reaction that you would have if you were carrying, because um, you're still carrying a, a human and, you know, your body's going to go through those things. And and I can only imagine what that does to somebody mentally.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. There's so many stories of, I actually know a story from a, an old friend one time that she told me, I think she worked like in a hospital type setting, like as an advocate, but she said that they, she had a lady one time, man. And this was like over 10 years ago, but that right. she had a lady one time, that I think she was like a prostitute or something and she kept having babies and kept getting pregnant and she would like beg the doctors, like, please, like, like tie my tubes or do something. Like I don't know, like they wouldn't do it because like she didn't have insurance and she didn't like whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's like one of those things that goes into all this, like, okay, like you won't let us make these decisions and do what we want with our body. But like, like you said, where are you after? Like, what happens after? Like,
1: And and I think that's where, you know, like, a lot of people, they, they, I think they feel like they're actually fighting for something. Um, whenever they're talking about stopping abortions, you know, like, oh, we're stop again, you know, the advertisement words, we're stopping murders from happening and all this other stuff going on. But I'm like, you're not worried about the kid who's going to sleep hungry or whose parents don't have enough money to buy him the cool shoes so he doesn't have to feel weird or or, or be bullied or be bullied at school or any of those things or you know it, it's just it's really unfortunate that we don't think about the child as a whole they literally just think about can we get our way when it comes to policy and I feel like that's where we're at versus. What is this child actually going to deal with for the rest of their lives? We don't care about that. We just, we just want to make sure that we can tell you, you have to carry this until then.
0: Yeah. And that just reminded me, I read something too, which I know. And that's why I do this is like, yes, physically everything is developed by the time the baby actually comes out, which is when it's called a baby is when it's actually outside of your body. Um, Physically, everything's developed, but our brains don't stop developing till we're like 25. So to say, like, well, you'll have a baby, like it'll be fine, like no. But then you have to take care of their brain for the next 25 right. years. Like, are you equipped to take care of this baby's brain for the 25 years? It's not just feeding them, changing their diet. Like, no, you got to take care of their brain. <laughs> How many too. times
1: are you out in public or just around people who have young kids? And you can say it because I do it too. Um, and you're just like, yeah, that's exactly the, like, that's the exact opposite of what, how you would respond to a child in that situation.
0: Yeah, all the time. <laughs> well, and David too now, he's just like, I never realized how people talk to their kids blows till you now. Away. yeah, now. And it's just like, literally.
1: Uh, I've been um, in, I've been in like a, I think it was like a QT or something. And a kid like did something wrong and like, his mom is getting into an argument with another kid and you can, and you can see him like shaking from the argument, right? Cause he knows something bad might or could happen. And I'm like, I can s- literally see the trauma forming on this kid because mom just couldn't walk away. Like yeah. she had to say something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other end of that too. Right. Cause then people are like, well, you're parent shaming and like parents make mistakes and like fine fair but the point is to do the work before so we at least right. make as little of those mistakes as we can and so if someone is pregnant and says I don't I don't want to do this I'm not I don't want to take yeah I'm not <laughs> prepared I don't want to take care of someone's brain for 25 years then you know what you shouldn't do it that's right. fine. You shouldn't have to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't have to because you're already admitting, like, I'm not ready. Then, like, that's self-awareness. Right. Like, that's great. <laughs> cool.
1: That's like a step in the right direction. And we're going to stop that self-awareness by giving you a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> and, kidding. And I will say, I think you were right. There probably was a little bit of parent-shaming going on there. And I, I say that to say, in my 17 years, I with my son, I haven't done, about to be 18, I haven't done everything right. I know that I've, I've had some missteps. Um, I know that I've had situations where, you know, I've gone home and I've just thought about him. And I'm like, that wasn't the right way to handle the situation. Maybe I was tired, you know, but I always circle back and try to correct that situation with him. I, I apologize all the time to my son. Like, I am not above apologizing to him. And I say, hey, dude, I talked to you the wrong way. I'm sorry. Um, it took me a long time to get there, like to understand what I was doing. But like, not everyone's going to get there. And like, and, and, and that's okay too. Like there's no shaming in that. But if they knew from the beginning that they didn't want to do that, then like, I don't think you should have to hold somebody down and tell them they have, you know, you're going to have to have this child, which is just crazy to me.
0: Yeah. And I'll probably say this a million times throughout our show, but like it is an adult's responsibility to do their very best to ensure that a child has the best case scenario. right? I believe that wholeheartedly, truly, no matter where you're from, what you do, what your background is, like start doing something to make it better, hopefully, even than it was yesterday. Um, So like... And it
1: could even just be something as simple as like a Google search, right? Like it doesn't take... You don't have to read every parent or child development book out there. It could just be like how do I handle this situation with my child? And like Google will probably point you in the right direction. Like you don't have to do a ton of research or you know, gone to school for a ton of years to like understand child development or whatever. But I mean, I feel like, you know what's funny is I work in a school, I work in the school system and I think most parents, that phrase you just said would hold every person, every faculty member accountable to that, to that phrase. You're the adult, you're the one who needs to be responsible you're the one who needs to take care of my child when I drop them off. And I'm like, but you're not willing to do the same thing when they go home.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, that's right. That's a whole conversation too. Is like, because I was not familiar with the school system till this year too, because I also work around it. So like that too, and like the responsibility we give teachers and it's the ones we're not willing to take ourselves. Yeah. And it's like a whole other thing. Um, but I really wanted to talk about controversial language when it comes circling back to the abortion topic, because I think, so, like I said, surface level, government shouldn't be in charge of our bodies, but then it's like, okay, so why, why are people still pro-life? And right. Why are people accusing people and standing outside of clinics and saying you're murdering hey, babies?
1: I just realized something, even in your, what you just said, like the language of pro-life, um you're really just anti-abortion you're not really pro-life yeah because like we said you you don't really care about the child after you know you don't care what kind of life they live once they come into the world you just want to make sure that an abortion didn't happen
0: yeah and really when you talk about and you circle it all 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 the way back you know it's like it's religion like i get it like our the us was built off of like religion and incorporating that into the government and like that's how it was uh but a lot of the language we use when we're like murdering babies um a baby is not a baby at six weeks a baby is not a baby at 12 weeks a baby is not a baby at 24 weeks right a baby is a baby when the baby comes out and it is into the world right that's like a very webster merriam webster's dictionary term but it's technical but it's real like it's science right so like i just wrote some language down of like what the language is and basically like it's a fetus until it's born so yeah you could say well you're murdering fetuses doesn't have the same zing no right? yeah <laughs> it doesn't make you feel as bad right and can we say not baby not a, like, yeah <laughs>
1: it just feels different yeah
0: and that's not as fun right like you can't visualize murder it's not doesn't make you feel as bad and i think even the language we use when we talk about when babies are in utero like right. they're in utero they're in your uterus they're fetuses um they like you know yes we're still like they're alive because they have a heartbeat and you know I was pregnant I I did the whole thing I felt it like it's a very amazing thing you know um I get it but like also I get the side of like it's also okay if you don't feel bad if you miscarry or you don't feel I went to therapy because I didn't feel bad that I had a miscarriage and I thought something's wrong with me because I hear all, I heard all these stories of people like miscarrying or whatever. And they're just like, they're devastated and whatever. And that's fine. That's their journey and that's their emotion. But like, I didn't feel bad. I was kind of relieved. Right. Right. And so like, I went to therapy because I was like, Oh, I just have like two miscarriages and like, I'm Shouldn't chill. I be feeling? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm chill. Like it's fine. It didn't work out. Like whatever. And I think it's because I'm a very technical person. So like you said earlier, when the doctor was like explaining to me, like, look, almost everyone has a miscarriage. He's right. like, nobody just talks about them. He's like, um, honestly, but unless you have three, I don't really try to intervene. He right. goes, uh, he said one time I had a lady who had like 12. Wow. Like, but she didn't want to do anything invasive. So on the 12th, you know, she had. A baby, to like a healthy, baby normal yeah. baby, right? And so me, I'm a researcher, so I just started doing research, you know, on like some women's bodies are pickier with what sperm it is and like all these kinds of things.
1: Step your game up, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> like
0: sometimes it's biologically not a good fit. Right. Literally, biologically. And so like those things you like unfortunately can't, out pray you can't like out eat healthy you can't like out exercise and i asked him that and i was like is there anything like i could have done wrong he's like he's like if it's in there it's in there he's like and if it's gonna work it's gonna work he's like literally unless you're doing lines of cocaine three times a day every day he was like there's not really like a way you can make it happen he right goes, that is true okay and that like brought me so much relief you know and right. me knowing like yeah it, it wasn't it's just, it's normal. It's normal. So even with the abortion thing, why are we always trying to make women feel so normal for having miscarriages? But like, if a woman decides like at the same exact time that usually a miscarriage happens, like this isn't for me, like, I don't want to do this. Like I'm not ready. Like it shouldn't be treated that differently.
1: Right. And I know we can't even tell until, so we we're on a six week rule right now in Texas (laughs) But I know we can't even tell if there's anything wrong with the pregnancy until at least 10 weeks. So yes, believe, yeah. um, chromosome issues, you know, Down syndrome, stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with those uh, pregnancies. But maybe some people are like, maybe that's too much work for me or something. I don't know. I don't know how people would feel. Um, but I just know at 10 weeks, you you don't even you can't even do that test until two, uh, 10 weeks of having the baby. So, you know, in Texas, you whatever that test result comes back as, you're you're going to be told you have to carry it to term unless you and then even then, you know, like if that test costs more money or out of your coverage for I don't know, let's just say you're on the lower socioeconomic uh, side of things, um you have Medicaid. I don't know if Medicaid covers that type of test. They may just say, "Hey, we'll find out whenever you have it." Yeah. Um and then you you're just kind of waiting and seeing and to see what happens, you know, but the people who have the money to to take that test or who have that type of relationship with their personal doctor are going to go out and they're going to be like well we can fly to california or wh- wherever they can get access to those things anyway so right not that it would be an issue for them but again i think it's it goes back to that attack on the the lower socioeconomic person who would struggle to raise a child anyway
0: yeah yeah and that's why like for me it's always going to be like just let people do what they want with their body like i could talk right. i could talk about Making sex work legal Like if If somebody wants to do that Like just let them do that Like it's and not a good And right? yeah, they're being safe Right They're not harming anybody Yeah the, Again the, in, the thing with me Is always the end product Like Like wh- What about all these Kids man <laughs> like, Right I'm just like This is This is why Like i really like You know again I'm not I don't really care About like Everybody else Like I'm always worried About the kid Because these kids Are going to be the ones In 20 years you know, that are like doing all the things and becoming all the leaders and yeah, (laughs) Yeah. voting and all these things. And like, what did they have in that first? And honestly, if you go in, it's the first five years, what happened in that first five years for them that like made them who they are today. Right. And you always want it to be best case scenario. Best case. And best case is not going into a home where you were not wanted.
1: Yeah. And, and so going back to your, you know, your view on the language. When I think about it, I'm like, for me, I would be, I think where I would stand morally is when does the baby feel? Like, when do they know, or no pain, I guess I should say, right? Because they're not going to necessarily know what's going on. The fetus, I'm sorry, what the fetus is like. Can the fetus feel? I think it's 12 weeks, but do they understand what's happening? I think it's my problem. And I'm like, Toddlers well, don't even understand what's that's happening. That's I'm saying. Like, morally and ethically, even in that situation, like, they may be able to feel it. Like, even if we cut it off, we said, okay, pass once they can feel quote unquote pain, we're going to cut it off. But before, like, that's still six weeks after we're limiting people here in Texas.
0: And look, I'm just going to hot topic it and that's fair, right? With the pain and what they feel. Um, and I didn't mean toddlers. Toddlers know a lot what's going on. I meant it's just, they're still feeling off everybody else, right? Their right. senses, they're observing, they're making observations, they're taking it all in. Their brain is growing at a rapid pace. Um, but with the feeling too, right? Cause then you could also talk about um, circumcision. Uh, that happens post pregnancy. Uh, a baby oh, yeah. is feeling a <laughs> I didn't baby, even think about that. Yeah. a baby is feeling um and we're doing it people yeah. are doing it and they're doing it for cosmetic reasons 90 percent of the time uh so that's not even a valid argument if that's your argument
1: yeah that's a that's a good point i didn't even think about that i like, mean i
0: guess if you're not if you don't believe in circumcision then yeah i guess keep riding that horse but like that's like a whole other part there's a lot that I've learned and the
1: whole reason we do that when they're first born is because we're like well they're not gonna remember this pain anyway yeah <laughs> which
0: I mean yeah, you're re- kinda, they're not gonna remember but they feel it right like they feel it
1: that's so so yeah because that just puts that whole argument that I brought up to shame because it's 100% right like we do that and that's I like you said if it's mostly cosmetic right or yeah, like kids don't even. It's
0: a Jewish tradition. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm not Jewish.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. But if that's your argument, the like, pain argument, that's right? That's not an argument if that's your situation.
1: So, and I think yeah. there's a
0: lot of things like that you could bring up. And I, but I think that's the point, right? It's not about the argument. And that's why women are so mad and people are so mad because it's not just women, men agree it is that you can't there's no argument for it like you just want to tell me what to do with my body like you can't justify enough why i shouldn't be able to do what i want with my body you're just telling me that i can't
1: do right and i guess this that's kind of the same rules with um like drugs right like if i want to i mean heroin medically you know, we give people opioids all the time, and a lot of the reason why we have an opioid epidemic is because doctors are prescribing this as pain medication. And then, whenever you take that medication away, people go and find you know they go and find street heroin, basically um, alternatives. Alternatives, and they they want to you know shoot up or take it, how whatever however they take their their drugs, and we're like, you can't do that, I'm like you just can't, right? Because it's bad for society, I guess, right? But we're like, yeah, but if you, if you gave somebody who uses space to do it and you made sure they were safe and they, you know, didn't have to, you know, borrow needles or whatever. And, and most of them aren't going to go out and just steal and rob and try to kill people, which I think is like that argument, too. Right? But we always try to put restrictions on what people want to do with their bodies. And I think that's... Which makes you
0: want to do it more.
1: Probably. Yeah. Honestly. Like
0: literally what we should have restriction on is social media at this point like oh, it's ruining all of our brains um Not literally the- actively unless you don't if you don't have social media apps good for you keep it up for the rest of your life um but that's changing our brains too so like we'll see the effects of that too in our kids in 20 years but no one's regulating that right people would literally lose their minds if we tried but The science is coming out and it's going to be there of like what that does to your brain. So, again, like there's just so many other things that we could be regulating or worried about or whatever, instead of like trying to hypothetically put a child into this world who will be uncared for.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the fundamental like at at the core of everything is that we're going to bring a child, like you said, who is really going to have a hard time having anyone who genuinely cares for them. And I think that's the problem. Um, But, you know, if you do have the social media apps, go ahead and follow us on all all of the social media (laughs) platforms.
0: Of course. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah.
1: It's just so interesting. Like, the conversation can continue to go. And I think we're going to have, you know, what our podcast is about is mostly parenting because I think both of us feel strongly that the things that we do early on in our children's lives will shape the, you know, the, the young adult and the teenager and the adolescent that they become. Um, So I think we'll get more into the whole parenting aspect of things. So if you're in a situation where you feel like you might be lost or whatever, maybe hopefully we can solve some of those issues, you know, or help you work through them at least.
0: Yeah. Well, Yeah, because if not, we'll be here for another hour. Um, Well, (laughs) thanks for coming and watching and listening, and we will talk to you all next time.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.